in to welcome on in. It is overtime with John and the Beatle. I'm glad you guys could be with me here on this Wednesday. I feel very talkative today. I know you might laugh and think to yourself, you talk for four or five hours, depending if we have one of those Brown shows ahead of time every single night. Don't you always have to feel talkative? Not really. No, not exactly. There definitely are some nights where I come in here and I'm like, I don't feel that talkative today. I don't feel like I have a, I might have a million things to say. That's true. I always have a million things to say, but I might not feel that talkative in any sort of day. Today's one of those days where I, I don't know why Bohm kept listening to me for the previous hour. I'm sure there were multiple, multiple times where he was like, all right, I got, I have work to do. You're talking way too much here. And I'm just, I'm just willing to go down any path. And usually when I feel like I'm a little bit more talkative, is when we get a little bit more random with where we go. And listen, we're going to keep the train rolling down the tracks. You guys know that. We're going to talk about the Browns. We'll have Daryl Ryder on at 9 o'clock because that happens every single Wednesday. We'll have the fan, the fan focus later on. We're going to get to the Cavs after that game wraps up. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the Cavs game. Maybe it's the NBA being back. Maybe it's just I got more sleep than typical last night. I'm not entirely sure. I am building up this theory that after you go away for a few days, and I was away over the weekend at that wedding where I, I got incredibly, incredibly emotional on Saturday night for one of my good friend's weddings. And, of course, I was incredibly, incredibly drunk as well. And so that probably played a big factor into it, too. It was just a very nice, happy moment, though. It was very nice. But it was a very humbling weekend in the idea that I went to places I probably shouldn't have gone, and I ended up drinking way more than I probably should have. And you need some, you need some time to recoup. And I, I, I treated myself very kindly in the recruit, recouping stage uh, on Tuesday and then now today as well. And so I'm just locked and ready to go. I also think there might be a part of me that just wants to really, really hammer the Browns. And that gets me talkative in and of itself. Uh, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I am out of things to tell you when it comes to this saga. Because I want to give the Browns some credit. But my credit dumping uh, bucket has been dumped out long before we ever got to this week, and so I don't know what to do here. I, I would love to give the Browns a bunch of credit and say, finally, you are giving the backup quarterback in P.J. Walker a true chance here. Deshaun Watson, in case you're just joining the program, in case you lived under a rock today, and it's fine. It's fine if you did. You guys have uh, jobs to do. You have uh, people to take care of. This is my job. I'll, I'll stay up to date on it. You don't have to. We'll get you posted, okay? But Deshaun Watson is not playing on Sunday. P.J. Walker is getting the start against the Seahawks. And the Browns made this call early. And I like that. I like that they made that decision. But I can't give them credit when sitting here on a Wednesday. All I can think about is how poorly mismanaged this whole entire situation has been. How am I supposed to turn around and, and, and say, finally, they did it right when for three weeks prior to this, they've just done it wrong? I, I, I just, I don't get it. Now, my child's not of age yet. She's eight months old, so all she does is sit there and look adorable and doesn't do anything to make me mad. She's not, you know, drawing with crayons on the wall or anything yet, but she'll get to a point where she does. And I would imagine, because it's my child, I'll have more patience, and I'm, I would imagine uh, that, uh, you know, hopefully the right thing as a parent is that you just try to teach your kid the right from the wrong. And if they mess up three days in a row and they draw a crayon on the wall, hopefully by that fourth day they get it right, and that's a learning process, and that's something that you can really latch on to, right? 
Like the fourth day, they got it right. They understood they didn't have to draw with crayon on the wall. What a what a glorious day. No more cleaning up the crayon on the wall. I don't treat the football team the same way. These are adults. This is a professional setting. You wouldn't set forth this standard with any other situation in life. If, the, if your kid's teacher uses potty mouth language around your kid and it happens three days in a row and your kid comes back home and is like, yeah, my teacher, she just keeps swearing. You're not going to all of a sudden send her an edible arrangements because by the fourth day, the teacher got it right, him or her. You're not going to do it. You hire someone to go ahead and fix your garage. They mess up three times. By the fourth time, if they get it right, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm recommending them to everybody. Man, Facebook reviews through the ass. This is awesome. They're great. It's not, it's not how this works. It's not how this works. These are professionals. This is adults. I can't sit here and, and commend them. For them finally having a week where they look like they knew what the hell they were doing. Because I still don't know if they know what they're doing. And I understand I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in some respect in that being a professional sports franchise is incredibly hard. And being a football franchise is incredibly hard as well. Think about it. If you're Stefanski, you're in charge of 53 active players. You've got the practice squad as well. You have all the guys that are coaches. you got a front office. You're in charge of 100 people, and then some. All 100 people in a in a business and an organization where they are at the top of their fields, they are as good as it gets in life. If you're an if you're around an NFL team, you've done something right. You don't just fall to the top of the mountain. Okay, you're on an NFL team. You've accomplished something. You've done something. You 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 earn some respect there for sure. But you probably got to a point that you want more. You don't just, you're just satisfied being around an NFL team. You're probably a pretty driven human if you got on the radar of an NFL team to begin with anyway. I get it. It's tough. He's got a lot of things he's got to manage. He's got a lot of people he's got to manage. I'm not saying this is easy. And I've been around enough other NFL teams. I lived in Houston for three years. The, the Texans were just as dramatic as the Browns are, for sure. Where there's a difference, though, is that I can't give them compliments and tell them that they're doing things right when it took them this long to potentially get there. And on top of it, I don't even know if they've actually nailed this. I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm not going to sit here and say they've done a great job and then turn around and tomorrow they sign Jacoby Brissett and make a trade and all of a sudden everything has changed and shifted. I can't tell you, good job, Browns, for letting P.J. Walker know he's starting Sunday against Seattle and then they turn around and, I don't know, who's to say on Friday – they don't have some sort of uh, big aha moment with Deshaun Watson. He convinces them that there's a breakthrough, and they don't reverse course. And you're thinking to yourself, Jonathan, that's insanity. That would never happen. Have you paid attention to what's going on in the previous month? Everything is on the table. So I'm going to be very, very, very quick to make sure that I just don't give the Browns a bunch of credit the way a lot of other people have today. Trying to say, yes, they've understood by Wednesday they have to make an announcement on uh, for who's going to start on Sunday. Helping out the bookies. Helping out the people that do sports talk radio. Helping out the people that all these other type of things. I, I can't give you that credit. I can't. Especially since it feels like in the previous month they've messed this up in a way that it's left me feeling a little uncertain about the future. Just a little uncertain. That's where I want to start with you guys at 216474-0092. Sean is not playing this weekend. Are you panicking about the Browns, or do you feel like they have it under control? 
Now, if you wanted to poke holes in what I'm telling you, I don't think it would take a, a national debate champion in order to go ahead and poke holes in this argument. I don't think you got to be the swiftest of fellas in order to say something as simple as, Jonathan, they're 4-2. They're 4-2. They've been winning games. This is not the end of the world. And I, I, listen, do I have a good response back to that? Sure, I'd tell you uh, they could just as easily be 2-4 and four as they are 4-2. and two. I've watched enough NFL football in my life to understand and see where this is going. I'm panicked. Yes, I'm a little worried about where the Browns are headed right now. But I want to know what you guys think. Because, listen, even though I have done a lot of NFL watching in my day, you guys have done a lot of NFL watching in your day as well, I just I want to take a temperature on the room. I need a wellness check on the Browns right now. I need to figure out where you guys are. Because I, I don't love some of the thoughts that just keep permeating through my brain. And it's almost like I want to go to Browns rehab for the whole entire thing. Right? Let's, let's go to rehab. Let's sit down together. Let's group think this one out. And let's get to a spot where I can sit there and say maybe the Browns have an idea. Maybe the Browns have a clue. Maybe the Browns have figured something out. Because as of right now, I, I can't bend over backwards to try to give them credit for naming P.J. Walker a starter on Sunday when half the fan base doesn't even want P.J. Walker to be the starter on Sunday. I got half the fan base in one corner telling me they should have traded for Brissett a month ago. The other half wants to tell me that they never should have got rid of Josh Dobbs. And then whatever little pieces that are left of the fan base is like, at least they made a decision. That, I, I can't do that, guys. I can't be that guy. I can't. I, I won't be that guy. I refuse to be that guy. So I want to hear from you. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Wasn't hard to see this part of the story coming. The question yesterday for me remained: Was it going to be a one week deal or a four week deal for Watson? And it could still remain more than a one week deal. But them choosing not to go the full distance on this and shut him down for four weeks is telling me they once again have to believe that it might not be. Day-to-day, but it's not going to be something that will linger on. I think there's good news at the end of this rainbow. But the hard part I'm having is that once you get to the end of the Deshaun Watson rainbow, it's like a it's like a knockoff version of Lucky Charms, right? You get to the rainbow, there's a pot of gold, there's... Well, hold on. On the Lucky Charms box, is there a... Instead of a pot of gold, is it just a pot of Lucky Charms? That feels, that feels like you're getting robbed, if I'm being honest about it. That does not feel like a very good, like... Do you imagine finding a pot of gold or what you thought was a pot of gold? You're at the end of the rainbow and it's like, Lucky Charms. Oh, great. That's like $7. Cereal's expensive. That's like $21 worth of Lucky Charms. But at the end of the Deshaun Watson rainbow, what what, what is there? At the end of this PJ Walker rainbow, what is there? Well, then we're just back to stage one with, is Deshaun Watson even a good quarterback? We're back to stage one. Once we get rid of the PJ Walker, Jacoby Brissett, whatever backup scenario we have, and we can get him on the field, I don't know. Is that the Cardinals game? Is that the Ravens game? Is that the Steelers game? Whatever game that is, then we're just back to asking questions about whether or not Deshaun Watson can actually then perform the job that he was paid $230 million to perform. I don't see how this is good. I love that we're four and two. I want to bathe in four and two. I think that's great. You guys know that's great. I had the stat on Monday. Seven teams last year, excuse me, nine teams last year started four and two or better. Seven of those teams made the postseason. You have a very high percentage chance of making the postseason when you start four and two. I'm just looking at where this thing might end, and I'm not entirely thrilled. I need your guys' help, though. 216-474-0092. Convince me otherwise. Deshaun's not playing this weekend. Are you panicking about the Browns, or do you feel like they're four and two, Jonathan? They've got this thing under control. 
That and more, your phone calls, your tweets, Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends over there at Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We'll start with you guys next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan. I don't know if Stefanski wore anything from the, uh, the Stefanski collection. It's where Big Weege shops and gets all his quarter zips and polos at, by the way. The Stefanski collection, you can find it online. It's good pricing. Hey, I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad look. Yeah, hopefully you get a discount. Hopefully you get a discount moving forward. Just laying into him ever since that last hopefully break. Hopefully you get a discount moving forward. The Stefanski collection's hot on the, sh- it's very hot on the shelves there. It's very good. It's good stuff. All right. <clears throat> I mean, seriously. Right, Big Weege is going to show up with the Just for Men beard uh, completely dyed up as well. Talking about the difference between the east and the west side the same way, too. Yeah. All right. Very good. Zing. <laughs> was that us not having an actual zing and you just you know, like zing uh you almost did a michael scott boom roasted on him right there boom roasted ever tell you at my wedding my wedding my very best friend uh a, my best man at my wedding he gets up there and just starts boom roasting everybody because <laughs> he knows that we love that scene in the office right and it's like time and place man we're not boom roasting people at the wedding. this is not a this is not a Tuesday night at hilarities, okay? This is this is a wedding. We don't boom roast people at weddings. We keep it for, you know, the big wheeze over there, though, on a random Wednesday. And it is a random Wednesday, but I've getting a lot of tweets and interactions with you guys at JP on Twitter. And, I, you know, Kevin says this is an impossible situation for the Browns. Watson said he's good. Doctors cleared him. So how could they do anything other than what they did? This is not an easy injury, and Watson is already controversial. You guys think this is an impossible situation for the Browns? I, maybe I laid it out there. Question I have for you guys, 216-474-0092. Are you panicking a little about the Browns right now, or do you feel like they have it under control? Maybe I gave them too much of the benefit of the doubt in laying it out the way that I did. And I mentioned sometimes how I'll, I'll poke holes in my own argument because it's just sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. I like to see both sides of it. I, I'm actually, we are low-key working on just laying out my side and then avoiding the other side and letting you guys try to poke holes into the other side of the argument. But oftentimes, I'll do it myself. I'll, I'll pop the balloon, and then I'll say, okay, uh, let me clean up the mess. And I feel like maybe in that first segment, I did a little bit too much of that. Maybe I went a little bit too far, but I just want to have a debate on it and a discussion on it because I genuinely, I don't know where you guys stand. I only know where I stand. And I feel like a lot of the fan base is conflicted, but I, I haven't gotten the sense that there's that much emotional latitude for the Browns here. I just, I, I'm a little surprised because this doesn't feel like an impossible situation for the Browns. Here's what this feels like to me, Kevin. And I, I love that you tweet in as often as you do. And I think you're very intelligent and I like you, uh, uh, you know, chipping into the conversations, but here's what this feels like to me. This feels like four weeks ago, one of two things happened. Either they've been lying to us the entire time or they had a misdiagnosis, right? I mean, really tell me the other equations here. It's one of the two, and neither one is good, and now I'm supposed to turn around and I'm supposed to uh, feel empathy for them being in an impossible situation? Listen, this is not how they drew it up. I think we can all understand that. We can all reflect on it, and we can get to the point that 4-2 and two is amazing considering all the things they've gone through, and that's, that's where part of my brain goes back to the idea that 4-2 and two, with Deshaun Watson out against Seattle, if I would have asked you guys if you would have taken that on the dotted line, I think most people would have said yes. Where I have hesitancy right now is I don't know that this was an authentic 4-2. and two. 
I don't know that this was a sincere four and two. And what I mean by that is we could just as easily be two and four. And I don't want to live in a Browns world where we still don't know if we have an answer at quarterback or not. I know we can't get that answer this week against Seattle, so I'm getting ahead of myself. But I I, I can't sit here and give them props and all the credit in the world and then turn around and be like, well, we don't even know what the quarterback is. It just feels like they don't have a plan. And it feels like the plan, even though I, I believe they don't have one, but the plan that they're going with and trying to sell us on doesn't seem like a good one at that either. P.J. Walker until Deshaun Watson, what? How many weeks can we do this? It just it all it all kind of feels a little bit like if you go to the casino and you bet black on roulette and then it hits and it hits. Those are the two wins, right? All right. How many times can you bet black in a row before you get red and before you lose the whole entire thing? Like that's not a that's not something you want to take your paycheck to the casino and try to do. You you're not going to all of a sudden go to your your wife or your significant other and say, "Listen, I figured out the casino." N- no you haven't. Nobody's figured out the casino. Maybe the guys at MIT when it comes to blackjack, and that's a hard maybe. And they've already uh, patched up those holes, and they've gotten rid of that, right? Like, but nobody's figured this out. You can't beat the casino. It's not how this works. You don't have a, you don't, There's no plan there. You can't beat the NFL teams with P.J. Walker. That's not how this works. You can't beat the NFL with the 31st best quarterbacking and offensive production through the first six w- weeks of the season. Like That's not, that's not how the, that works. Every now and then you can get lucky and you can go on streaks. And you're going to have situations where it looks better than maybe it is. But that's not what you build your house on. That's not what you you set your foundation on. You don't do anything on that. And I think that's the hard part I'm having right now. I'm having a hard part wrapping my mind around the idea that it's a 4-2 and two football team, but offensively, they're very troubled, and I don't see a pathway out. Uh, you're a Jake Moody kick away from being 3-3. Three and three. You are a goal line stop of Kareem Hunt away from being two and four. Need I go on? That's the worry. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. It's a game of inches, and they've been able to be on the right end of those game of inches moments more times than I've ever seen them be in the Stefanski era. They've done that in the previous six weeks multiple times. Some point you gotta you gotta look around and say, okay, we we've had luck go our way. We've had the moments that typically don't go our way go our way. Uh, we can't keep cheating this way. I don't mean like Michigan cheating. I mean like, you know, cheating death, so to speak. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Don and Elyria are going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, Don. Hey, how you doing today, man? What's up, Don? Hey, um, I feel like this. Let's not worry about it. Walker's going to start. We're going to back him up. Uh, I felt that we should have started him um, the last game after San Francisco. Uh, I'm still good on that hype. I was at that San Francisco game. Great, great game. Uh, we sent them back with a bunch of rice aroni treats back to San Francisco. <laughs> the San Francisco treat, you know. Yeah. But listen, we got we to gotta rally behind uh, Walker. You know, if you're if you're a diehard Browns fan, long, long-time Browns fan, we got to have faith in them. The defense will do their job, I believe. We just got to get some kind of break in our offense. Uh, Nujoku, uh, 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 Moore. Goodwin, uh, 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 Cooper, these guys have got to step up. We'll have Hunt back there. Hopefully he's good to go. Uh, strong, strong junior. Hey, we mm-hmm. can do this, man. Don, do I this. love the confidence, and I appreciate you, man. I love the confidence. You got more than I do right now. I'll tell you that much. 
P.J. Walker making Amari Cooper look like Anderson Cooper last week, and I don't know what happened there. Two receptions for 22 yards. No idea how that happens with Amari Cooper. He's so talented. How on eight targets you only get him twice? Beyond me. Can't figure that out. I've never actually had rice aroni, by the way. I know they call it the San Francisco treat. I've never, I've never had rice aroni. It's not bad. I'm sure it's good. It's been like a staple for a million years. I want to get into more exotic rices. I feel like they have, they have more exotic rices. I'm very plain. I get brown rice all the time. I get, I get white rice all the time. I don't make exotic rices nearly enough. Throw that with some chicken. Maybe I'll start eating a little bit healthier that way. Might be nice. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Bob in my hometown of Chicago. Hello, Bob. Yo, Bob. Hello, Jonathan. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, Bob. What's up, man? Maybe not as loud and clear as I thought, though. Bob, let's put you on hold here. We're going to try to figure this out. Big Weege, talk to Bob there and try to get him back, okay? I feel awful about that. Uh, mainly because I was so positive about, like, we got you, and then we, we did not. We did not have you. Stephen Hudson. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hey, Jonathan. I mean, we have a generational defense, and we're barely 4-2. and two. We're barely 500. We could have easily been 500. And we are the worst QB team in the NFL if it's Watson or if it's P.J. Walker. Like, I'm so frustrated. I'm a season ticket holder for the last three years, and I just want to see a winner. We have an amazing defense. We have an amazing special teams, and we have the worst offense. It's so frustrating. It's extraordinarily frustrating, Stephen. Like, I I don't even know. I appreciate the the call. I, I don't know where to go from here. You know, I, we're going to play a clip in the fan focus. Baskin, I thought, nailed it. Not right now. We'll have it in the fan focus. Baskin, I thought, nailed it. Baskin's like, why does it feel like we, we've we had two weeks of loses? Uh, loses. Wow, great way to speak. Uh, two weeks of losses. Why does it feel like we've had two weeks of losses? I know. I feel exactly the same way he does. Maybe it's because we've cheated death the way that we have. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have that answer. Maybe it's because it doesn't feel like we should have won either one of those games. Or maybe it's based off of what I've been talking about. The idea that even if P.J. Walker only starts against Seattle and we get to Sean Watson the following week after that and he's ready to go against Arizona, he beats all the odds and is ready to go against Arizona, we still don't know what he is. We have no idea. You know, Week seven into the season, we should have a clue on whether or not our $230 million investment is starting to pay off or not. Nobody has any idea. You got Brady Quinn out here calling him a trust fund quarterback. You got uh, different members of the media making points that, oh, I mean, it's a real injury. You can't call him a trust fund quarterback. It's a real injury he's going through. Okay, fine. Meanwhile, the Browns, I don't know what the hell is going on. I have no idea. Is it four to six weeks from yesterday, or is it four to six weeks from a month ago when he actually got injured? Because he's been throwing the entire time. Baseball players called all last night, told me, we don't throw when we have this injury. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Meanwhile, I got people up and down telling me uh, that we need to give the Browns credit today for naming P.J. Walker a starter on Sunday. I can't do it. I can't I can't for them finally getting it right four weeks into this thing. All of a sudden be like, oh, let's genuflect at the altar of the Browns. No, you screwed this thing up from Jump Street, and I don't even know the right way to go. I, I Maybe the right thing in reality was not trading Josh Dobbs. Maybe that's easier said than done. How many people when they made that move would have said, okay, let's do this? I know P.J. Walker's not the answer. I know that. You guys know that. Uh, As much as I love the third and seventh throw in the final drive that he had, we watched him go through three straight goal line plays, 
And I, I, is he still hitting David and Joker with balls? Is he is he still is he still chucking footballs right at David and Joku's head and nowhere close to his body? I don't know. You tell me. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. All right, we got Bob in Chicago back. Hello, Bob. Can you hear me now, Jonathan? <laughs> I got you, Bob. What's up? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, good. Good to hear. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I'm a Western suburbs guy in Chicago, hmm. but I grew up in Cleveland. We traded cities, Bob. Yes, we did. <laughs> I'd like to be back in Cleveland, though. Headed there this weekend. Oh, good, good. Glad you get to make it back home. I agree. Cleveland is better than Chicago as well. But that's we'll leave that one for another time. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Um, yeah, you know, on the I've been listening. You know, I, this is the first time I've called in actually, but oh, good, uh, good. I've been listening over the last three weeks to. Uh, you know, all the Browns criticism and the Deshaun Watson criticism. And, you know, I, I, I played, you know, I grew up at, you know, in Cleveland, went to St. Ed's and, and mm-hmm. played college football. And, and, uh, um, I suffered some, a rotator cuff injury and, uh, it is very unpredictable. You know, you, you think you're going to be better the next day and you're not, and, and it can take weeks. And, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, I think both Deshaun Watson and the Browns are are just trying to answer the questions, and they don't know. And uh, you know, I, I I could feel Deshaun Watson's pain last Sunday. He wanted to get out there, and he knew though, Bob. And, uh, he, he knew it wasn't he, going well, and he wasn't ready. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we got to the same place. Thank you, Bob. Uh, enjoy your trip back home when you get here, and uh, don't be a stranger. I just. He might be right. He might be right. Maybe the, the, when we look back on this scenario, I, I, just, I still maintain that two things happened. Either they lied to us initially or they misdiagnosed him. Either one isn't good, though. But, I, but they, they, clearly the Browns have been trying to play catch-up the entire time. There has to be a part of them that have just thought, Deshaun will be back, Deshaun will be back, Deshaun will be back. And maybe this week was the week where they decided, we got to give P.J. Walker a chance here. we got to give him an actual chance to succeed. So we got it on, on Wednesday. No Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker getting the opportunities in practice, and and we'll see what he can do against a, a pretty good Seattle defense, all things considered. All right, two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Deshaun isn't playing this weekend. Are you panicking about the Browns, or do you feel like they have it under control? That's the question I want to hear from you guys at Jay Peter on Twitter. Is how you find me as well. Daryl Ryder at nine. Your phone calls. We continue on. It's overtime with Jonathan Peter here with you on the fan. All righty, Daryl Ryder joining us in 20 minutes. Can't wait to find out what he learned in Berea today. I didn't learn that much, but I know he learns more than I do when he goes. So hopefully we'll get some nuggets from Daryl. We'll find out whether or not he wants the Browns to go out there and get somebody like Jacoby Brissett or whether it's just P.J. Walker until it's Deshaun Watson's time. But right now I'm asking you guys, 216-474-0092. Deshaun isn't playing this weekend. Are you panicking about the Browns, or do you feel like they have it under control? The Browns are building a museum of bad decision-making, okay? They got it right today when it came to making the decision right now and not waiting until Sunday morning for P.J. Walker. But what they do in the next few days can have a large part in making the decision of whether or not they keep their jobs. This is the big decisions. Either going out, getting a veteran quarterback, or rolling the dice with P.J. Walker and seeing how many games they can steal until they get Deshaun back, which is not a guarantee, by the way. The confusing part about all this, to me at least, is that it just doesn't scream the same sense of urgency attached to their other moves. 
Their other moves tell me they know they're on the clock and they have to exhaust everything to try to win these games. But the moves that they haven't made speak more than the moves that they have made. They just don't reflect that that mentality. You know, one thing I was very proud about this offseason is that in talking about the Browns, I could always make the case that there are two teams in the NFL, the teams that want to win the Super Bowl and the team that tells you they want to win the Super Bowl. And I've always felt really good about knowing that the Browns are genuinely in that bucket of teams that really, truly want to win the Super Bowl and aren't just putting on a show for their fans. They know. Stefanski knows. Barry knows. They all know their jobs are on the line, and they also have a really talented team. I just not addressing any of this in the name of P.J. Walker doesn't scream that they have a sense of what's going on. But I got to go back to what I said yesterday. And I got I just I have to believe this is true. Kevin Stefanski believes he can make anybody look good. He is that he's the TikTok chef where they take the fast food ingredients and turn it into a, a Michelin star rated meal and just take any sort of ingredients, any sort of anything, and make it awesome. I was talking to my guy uh, Jeff Golf Tech over there, uh, my coach over there at, at Golf Tech, and uh, I was we we're going through all this, and I told him I said, I said, listen. If you open up 12 different restaurants and all 12 are successful, you think you know what you're doing, right? You think you have a pretty good idea. You open up that 13th restaurant, and all of a sudden that 13th restaurant uh, gets off to a slow start, maybe doesn't, you know, hit the same way with the presses and the, the food reviews and, and maybe isn't as busy. You close up the restaurant, or do you feel like because you have 12 other successful restaurants, you're going to get that 13th to being successful as well? I think you're going to get any restaurant successful. You're not going to blame the location. You're not going to blame the food. You're going to get it right. Kevin Stefanski feels that way towards P.J. Walker. Because of Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, he believes he can make anybody great. That's why we haven't seen any moves. That's why I'm not expecting to see any moves unless Deshaun Watson goes on the IR. And then, and only then, do I feel like Stefanski would then wave the white flag and say, okay, fine, I need help. I can't, I can't make an awesome meal out of these ingredients. I need more than what you're currently giving me. Maybe that'll be the Seattle game that he ends up breaking. I just, I don't think he will. I, I, I think he's so confident in his abilities. I think he's so confident in what he knows what to do. And this is not the advice I would have done, by the way. What I would have done is different than what the Browns are doing. But I just got to tell you how I see it. I, I think Stefanski in this front office believe we don't have to spend a third rounder on something else because... We know that's what Stefanski is supposed to be good at. He can make anybody good is the idea. So he can make P.J. Walker good, but right now we don't have the evidence to suggest that that's been the case. P.J. Walker has been the worst quarterback in football over the previous two weeks, and it's not really even close. 216-474-0092. Don and Parma up next. Hello, Don. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? What's up, Don? Good. How you guys doing? I'm good, Don. How are you doing? Doing good. Hey, doing two good. two thoughts. One, How are you doing, Don? I, I think. Wait. Are you good? Yeah, I'm okay. doing great. All right, good. All right, good. Cool. All right. Two thoughts. One, I would love to see Amari Cooper get on CNN <laughs> and have the hot takes. That, <laughs> okay, Don referencing. Yeah, Don referenced it. Last segment, I said P, uh, P.J. Walker turned Amari Cooper into Anderson Cooper this past weekend. I don't, I don't know how he would do on CNN. I don't know. It's not, it's not role reversal, is, Don. It's not role reversal, though. We just need Amari yeah, to be a wide receiver. It. 
I get it. Yeah. Second thought is I think um, Anderson has proven himself over and over again that. Uh, oh, so. Don. Don. Don, that was really funny, but I have to dump that. Oh, I hate that I have to dump that. But I have to dump that. That was funny. That would be the highest ranking on the Sid, Sid Capone scale that I have was oh. ever given. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to change it up. Instead of saying Amari Cooper played like Anderson Cooper, or PJ Walker turned Amari Cooper into Anderson Cooper, maybe I need to change it up. Who can I change it up to? Like, like hanging with Mr. Cooper? Do I need to go that way so we can be... We can be less. Who knew? I mean, I, I knew Anderson Cooper was pretty polarizing, but who knew he was just a laugh factory? How about DB Cooper, who did actually disappear? Oh, I watched that documentary. Good show. Good documentary. They overrated it. I. I it, it's a wild premise. That it's a wild premise. I thought they could have done so much better. That was right in that era when they were really putting out a bunch of documentaries, and it felt like everyone was so quick to put out documentaries that they were kind of like half-assing all the documentaries that they put out there. That was, and that documentary got that treatment. I thought they could have done so much more with that story. It's a wild story. All right, two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Avon up next. Hello, Avon. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Not much. Now we've been dealt across. We've been dealt with the coach is here, the quarterback is here. So let's honor the running game. We got number thirty two, Jim Brown, on our jersey. Let's just worry about the running game and worry about. The quarterback that we got. Run game's been good the past two weeks, Ovan. Right. Just worry about the running game and the defense. That's all we can carry on the team because we should have spent some money on the coach like Bill Cower or somebody like that that can handle this situation. But now we just got to deal with the running game, honor the running game, and get well, Nick Nick Chubbs. Thank you, Ovan. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I just, the running game's been good. I'd, I'd be the first one to get to the lines to bash the running game. Running game has been good. Jerome Ford averaged like six, six yards a pop last week. Tommy's always positive. Hello, Tommy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? What's up, man? Hey, a couple things real quick. It's going to be hard to follow up. Not the previous call, but the previous, previous <laughs> call. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyways, um, two things. One, um, I... I think the Browns obviously jacked up this backup quarterback situation, whether or not they, you know, should have kept Brissett or should have kept Dobbs. I, I think that they should have had the foresight to see that DTR, you know, needed some time, but that's neither here nor there. The other thing is, is that we, I'm not saying you, Jonathan, but just media in general, we in Cleveland, everybody, let's just take, and I know it's hard because we technically don't have a quarterback. Okay. And I hate to rag on the kid because PJ seems like a stand up dude. And he's 2-0, I mean, but it's, I don't like ragging on the kid, but we need a quarterback. With that being said, I mean, could we just take a step back and just take a deep breath and be like, wow, we are 4-2? Everybody is just absolutely freaking out, and I totally, totally disagree with Baskin's statement. No, dude, no. We actually won the last two weeks. They feel like wins. This city is on a high right now. It doesn't you feel like that, we lost, you think that, bro. Tommy? Do you feel like yeah, that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, because you know why? It's because of the quarterback situation. It's not because of our win-loss record. It feels like we took L's because of what's going on with Deshaun. And dude, honestly, I'll leave you with this. I'll say this. I, I, this is my personal opinion. I, I wish we could trade the dude. I don't think he's going to be the guy. I just, I know nobody's going to take on that contract. 
But I just don't think he's going to be the guy. I think he's lost a lot since 2020, man. I really, really do. And as far as a third or fourth round pick for Brissett, I don't care. Go do it. Go go get yourself Brissett. No, Who cares about draft picks? Go get him. Go pre- get him. Who I, else are we going to get? I appreciate you, Tommy. I just I don't think they're going to do it. I really don't. And I might be the only one out there, and I appreciate the call. We'll talk to Daryl. I heard Daryl a little bit earlier today. I got a sneak peek of the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland pod as they were recording it. And I got to tell you, I, I can't wait to ask Daryl to get another record on here on the fan because I, everyone's saying go out and get this guy, go out and get that guy. I just I don't think it's going to happen. But the only evidence I have on that, and the only the only reason why I believe that, and these are the type of comments that oh boy, I'm putting myself out there and saying, and I understand I could be proven wrong tomorrow. I mean tomorrow, I could be proven wrong in the hour. Okay. But the only reason why I think it is just because I, I believe Stefanski thinks he can make anybody good. And, and we're being honest, all he ever has is evidence to suggest that he knows what he's doing when it comes to getting quarterbacks, good or bad, to a level that they've never seen before. It's always ever, it's always ever done. So why would he think PJ Walker is any different? That's why they traded Josh Dobbs. Everyone's walking around here wondering why they traded Josh Dobbs. It was with the belief that Stefanski could turn anything and anyone into good quarterback play. I mean, you give him enough time, I'm sure he'd be convinced Michael Bohm could be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, that's Stefanski's mindset, though. I'm sorry, I haven't seen Michael Bohm's high school tape. Maybe he could really sling the rock back then, I'm not sure. But, like, that's that's the belief. And Tyson Bagent for the Browns, or for the Bears last weekend, and I'm just going to say his name 12 different ways because I don't even, at this point... uh uh, we learned way too much about Shepherd University yesterday to go down this road, but like that's what happens. These guys come from nowhere, and then they end up looking good for a weekend. That's what he knows he can do. So he's gonna he's gonna keep going down to that road because if not, this all is a reflection of Stefanski, and this would look like a failure on Stefanski's part if he's not able to get PJ Walker to where nobody expects PJ Walker to be going. By the way, but in his mind, he thinks he can. That's what this is. All right, Daryl Ryder, he's going to have more on this. Uh, again, I caught a sneak peek of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He had some really fire things to say. He'll bring it to the airwaves, I promise. More on Safansky, more on P.J. Walker getting the start on Sunday. What exactly do we do with Deshaun Watson? My goodness, it's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan.